Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, where if you go out right now, they have premium fantasy tools to help you win your upcoming draft and your upcoming fantasy season. Uh, they work hand-in-hand with the Watching the Boxes podcast to pr- make sure you're going to win your entire league this year. So go check out hashtag basketball.com. There's a lot of really, really cool tools. They got YouTube clips of how to use those tools. Uh, there's advanced schedules. There's trade analyzers, projections, po- even a point uh, ranking system, auction draft uh, values for players based on what your league's makeup is. It's really a one-stop shop for all your fantasy basketball tool needs. Best free tools on the internet. It, it really is, Tyler. Um, welcome to another episode of Who Do I Draft? Uh, one of the segments that we put together here, uh, we go look through the first round and we take each one of those players and we say, you know what? Um, uh, who do I draft? And we base that on head-to-head 12-team leagues, so we're going to do a snake draft with 12 teams. We base it on head-to-head 9-cat. Uh, we'll probably throw in uh, the occasional, this is what I would do in a auction league. This is what I would do in a roto league. But really, a majority of the people we talk to give us feedback. They play in head-to-head leagues. They play in snake drafts. And they want to know who to build their team around. And when um, you're an auction draft, you can build your team however you want. I suggest everybody out there take the leap join an auction league or make your league an auction league. It makes your the league more complex. I had a long, um, incredibly long auction draft over the weekend. Um, it was probably somewhere between six and seven hours though. It is all done in person and it is all done with drinking. So the six or seven hours is, is, is actually encouraged by, by this group of guys. Hey man, no better way to do it. It, it, it certainly is the best way. And today, um, Tyler, are you are you ready today for who do I draft? Whom do I draft, Michael? Whom who, whom should who, it be? We might have to we might have to change the name to be more grammatically correct. Uh, we're gonna go with a player that I'm super intrigued by, a guy who's currently going uh, average pick being ninth, but uh, I'm gonna make him the eighth pick in this draft. Uh, and this is uh, Nikola Jokic, the uh, all-star center for the Denver Nuggets, a, um, a, a triple-double threat from the center position, a guy who continues to improve, a guy who is very uh, young. I I feel like uh, I've been saying this for a couple people, Tyler. If I can't pick one or two, I want to pick eight or nine. Yeah, right. Uh, and here's the thing I'll say about Jokic, and maybe this will cloud my cloud your judgment for the whole thing. So maybe you just want to like turn it off now. Um, I don't find myself picking Jokic a lot. Um, and the whole thing is like, so he's going eighth, and a lot of that has to do with the Westbrook injury. Like Westbrook was going eighth, but now that he's hurt, uh, guys are letting him slip below Jokic. Um, I personally prefer Damian Lillard. We talked about that a lot last year, and then I'm sticking with that take. So. And, and then you got guys like Kawhi Leonard in there too that you can pick. So I often don't find myself with Jokic on my team. But Jokic is another guy who 
right? Like our first one, Anthony Davis, like he, you don't really have to punt anything, right? He's a real great across the board contributor and you can take it a lot of different ways. Yeah. He's another center with really good percentages, which, um, you know, a lot of people know the centers are, uh, they got bad free throws. Uh, you're talking about your Drummonds, your Andre uh, Jordans, and those guys really raise in value when you go the full punt strategy in a head-to-head league. But when you're drafting centers at the beginning of the league, uh, at the beginning of your draft, who have good free throw percentages, there is really no reason to punt free throw after getting a good free throw center because that's usually the position that you ruin your free throw percentage on. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to value, right? So, sure. I mean, if you, if you see a guy that you think, you know, I mean, we talk about it, Jokic gets 11 wow. rebounds. But you can't sit on that 11 rebounds forever, right? Like, if you think that – and we talked about this a little bit with Anthony Davis, right, who gives you a little bit more in, in the rebounding category. Like, you can't sit on that forever and not get anybody who's a, even a decent rebounder. Like, if you keep drafting guys who are not good rebounders, you're going to end up having to pick – another big man who's getting just seven or eight rebounds later on in the draft. And we talk about this a lot. Not a, a lot of those options aren't that appealing. Yeah. The, the difference between someone like Jogic and, and AD is that uh, AD uh, gets you all the blocks, gets you um, a ton of rebounds. And Jogic is a, a really di- very different type of center. Um, last year averaging 18 and a half points, uh, one and a half threes, 10 rebounds, six assists, little over steel, a little under a block. And that's a kind of a big deal when you start talking about your centers. And uh, He might be the center and the pick in this range the most that you want to kind of punt blocks with. Yeah, and let's actually think where I don't punt until I've picked my second round pick and sometimes even my third round pick because usually you get really, really quality guys. Uh, but you want you got to wait to see who falls to you in a head-to-head league. And getting Jokic at eight, I'm I'm actually pleased if I get Jokic at eight. I know you are a little bit more on Dame. Uh, some people are on. Uh, I think I have LeBron over over Jokic here. Um, I could put Kawhi over Jokic. I, Kawhi looks pretty healthy. Um, I could put Jokic over LeBron and Kawhi at seven. Jokic at eight. LeBron at nine. Even a lot of people might say that's blasphemy. Well, I don't care what you have to say about that. I like Jokic better as an all around player. Then LeBron deal with it, um, but if you're following Mark's rankings, right? Like if you look at the per game values of, of Mark's rankings, like that's spot on. That's that's what the, the rankings look like: Kawhi at seven, Jokic at eight, LeBron at nine, Willard at ten. Yeah, those are exact polls from uh, hashtagbasketball.com. Uh, Mark Roberts's projections on there. I've been using them all over the place. I've been using them for years, really, before they were even on hashtag. And um, you know, Mark uh, Mark Roberts's projections are fantastic. Uh, go check that out. Over um, and if you're a guy who did Roto-Wire like through like four or five years ago now, uh, Mark Roberts was the man who did those projections on Roto-Wire. There you go. Um, like four or five years ago. So um, yeah, they're, they're big. They're, they're a thing. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience putting together those, but um, Tyler, I think it's time to, uh, I think we sold people on, at least I hope I sold people on Jokic. Um, if you get him on the turn, man, you're you you are sitting pretty. I'm I'm taking him over. Uh, unlike Tyler, I'm taking him over Dame. I'm taking him over PG13. Uh, I just like the things that Jokic does across the board. You know, I'm a cross board player. You know, I'm a roto player. Um, so 
You're starting on a little bit of a hole here for Jokic, though, in a head-to-head league. Well, and this is what I'll say, too. I think Jokic is more suited to your game, right? He's more of a a little bit more of a roto player. Absolutely. People might say that's blasphemy or whatever, but, like, two of his better things are percentages. Whereas if I'm going to punt stuff, like, which is which is a common strategy in head-to-head, like, I'd rather have Lillard's 26 points and three three-pointers and, and punt maybe blocks and field goal percentage. Yeah, and that's – honestly, that's a really good argument. If that's what you want to do and that's the direction you want to go and you think you're going to get a better build out of someone like Damian Lillard whose strengths are scoring and three-pointers, he's pretty decent in assists, go for it. Oh. Uh, I, on the flip side, think that the – rareness of Jokic being a guy who can get you 10 rebounds and and, and seven, maybe six to seven assists um, plus one steal, one block and uh, over a three, maybe even close to two threes a game. The uniqueness of getting that from your center is, is so much more valuable than Damian Lillard, who is an elite point guard um, who you can start a, a pump build with. So here's the two things I'll say about Jokic, and then we'll get going, right? All right. He's going to be the lowest point scorer in the 12 picks in the first round. Do you agree with that? That is correct. You are absolutely behind in that category. You are definitely behind in points. Right? Um, so so that's something you got to know. If you're going to pick Jokic, you are the worst person in points at the moment. That's one of the, the first round ends. In Jokic's game, and I would also say blocks. Right. If you're getting one block, less than a block – that's not great. Especially if you're going to put him as your center, right? Like if you, if your league lets him play power forward and you want to use him at power forward and he's getting you a block as a power forward, that might not be that bad. But if you're going to go with him as your kind of sole center, blocks is not going to be your category. You are going to be bad in blocks unless you're going to get – so you're going to make that up somewhere else. So he's kind of shifting you into a build right away by picking him a little bit. That is 100% true, Tyler. And picking him at eight means I am up. At number 17. Now, just to remind everybody, uh, we are going to be using Yahoo's ADPs to kind of gauge on what is acceptable uh, for a pick around uh, around these certain picks. We're going to be doing 12-team snake draft. So uh, my next picks are 17 and 32. Um, Tyler, who do, I, who do I have available here uh, around 17? Okay, so uh, around 17... Um... You might have Joel Embiid, although he's probably going to be the last guy picked right before you go. Yeah, so you got it. So you got guys like Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday, John Wall, Jimmy Butler, uh, maybe Devin Booker. You might look at him. Maybe Kyle Lowry. Maybe Rudy Gobert. Maybe Andre Drummond. Um, so you're you're kind of sitting in in the middle of of tier two. Um, ben Simmons is probably off the board. Uh, there is a world where you just go, um, like, you know, Ben Simmons drops to you. Maybe you just go, like, he's another triple-double type of player. You got two triple-double type of players. Uh, granted, his free throws are bad. But um, then you're kind of looking at a really uh, interesting build, I think, with Ben Simmons. Um, you could do uh, – maybe maybe you could get Westbrook and Simmons in a future uh, podcast. We might talk about that. But – um, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to agree with you that Ben Simmons is off the board. And uh, I think Embiid's probably off the board here, too. Embiid looks like he's going to be the last pick right before you go. Yeah, so if I want to get back into the points swing of things, which I think I think I do, 
Um, I'm also going to be uh, targeting a guard here because I think this is where the value is. You get your Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, um, Kyrie Irving here, John Wall is here. Um, I'm going to be targeting one of them, even maybe even Devin Booker, if I really want to get back into the points swing of things. But Devin Booker doesn't help me too much when it comes to um, the the cysts that I that I, I desire. But you know. Man, this is I think this is kind of a tough choice. You and that's why you like you say you like to pick here. I think this to me gets into the little bit of the nebulous of the second round where I don't love to pick. Um I, I can tell you exactly who I would pick. Um Who do you like here, Tyler? I, I think there's someone I, 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 I like and not not look back at it too hard. I, I just feel like Jimmy Butler gives you a lot of greatness. <laughs> but you also got to worry about Jimmy Butler's injuries, man. Jimmy Butler has not been the healthiest guy. He's holding out. Um, so it, it's it's a pretty rock-solid pick to me. It's just I think it's good value, but at the same time, like it, it's not it's not a sure thing. Yeah, if, if Jimmy Butler is still available... Which his average ADP now is 23.8, so I mean... It's hard not to go Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's he is one of the uh, he is just one of the better players who just keeps slipping in these drafts, and I just don't understand it. Yeah. So, so for me, if I'm looking at like how to rank these guys, and and y'all y'all get a kick out of this because you won't you won't agree with me at all on this, but I am probably going to go Butler. Then I would probably look hard at the two point guards in John Wall and Chris Paul, and then after that, would probably go Devin Booker then Donovan well, Mitchell. Yeah, I think you got to um, uh, focus on either someone like Devin Booker, who I th- think at at seventeen is a little too high. I think I'd rather go with someone like Kyrie Irving or John Wall. Um, and if you feel good not- about Irving staying healthy, right? Like that's a great pick. Um, I feel worse yeah. about Irving's injury history than I do Jimmy Butler's. So, but I mean, Irving's another guy who does a lot of across the boardness, and he would give you a real strong build here. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little worried about John Wall coming into the season, but John Wall has been—he's—he's um, he's definitely going to provide us with the assists that we need. And Jokic and and John Wall together. Um, now, granted, um, Jokic here. Let me let me let me make sure I'm I'm saying this right. Jokic shooting about fifty percent is is pretty solid. Wall is going to tank that field goal percentage, but he's going to give you the points. He's going to give you solid uh, – Jokic or yeah, Wall is going to give you solid rebounds. And actually, I think this is why I'm going to go with Wall. I'm talking myself into it as I speak. Um, I got two players who um, who are great at assists. John Wall is going to give me the steals that I, I need that I might miss in the third round. And I think in the third round, we might be able to get a good three-point shooter to uh, to boost our three-pointers back up. So I, I'm actually going to lean towards John Wall here. And, and Wall – if if Wall is the man, he kind of maybe takes you out of a punt block thing too, because Wall gets pretty close to a block a game as a point guard. Yeah, he's definitely helping you out. If we go blocks, um, maybe right. Miles Turner, we can get we can get back in blocks if we need to. So you, you got to pick. You want Wall or you want Butler? Which one you want, Mike? I want I want Wall. I think we're going to be taking Jimmy Butler more often than not in in some of these previews. Um, I think as a, a build, I'm I'm just. I'm now dominating assists right now, and I got my scoring back up to an elite level. I took a, an elite scorer in the second round 
to manage out what some people usually take a, a you know, a 20 point, 19, 18 point score at the second round. I just kind of flip that. So right now my points are fine. My uh, three pointers are not very good. And my field goal percentage has, has dropped, uh, which I'm not too pleased about, but my assists are great. My rebounds are actually very good. My steals are much better. And my blocks are fine. Yeah, right. you got a nice, real solid build there, and, and so then we're heading into third round, and um, I think yeah. you can maybe even you got a lot of options now in third round, right? Wide open in the third round, so we're picking number thirty-two in the third round after going Jokic and Wall. Um, this this is when things start to open up, and this is really when you want to start either building your punt strategy or uh, building off of what you've already uh, accomplished here. Uh, Tyler, do you, do you see a punt strategy emerging here already? Well, uh, okay, so I'm gonna t- I'm always gonna take a third player before I pick my punt strategy, and here's my thought process behind that. If I limit myself to players too early, I might miss out on someone who drops down. Right, that's that's just a really good value because yeah, I might just handcuff yourself out of, um, let's just say Rudy Gobert because. He he fell really far for some reason, but you're you don't want a center. You don't want his. Um, you, you just don't want what he does for your team, right? And so I, I'm I'm a I'm a big proponent of you get three players, then you decide which way am I going to take this team? Where am I going to go? What do I want to punt? What do I want to do with this team? Um, so so for me, I think everything's kind of open, right? I mean, you you nailed what the the categories you're not the best at in right now. I mean, you obviously your field goal percentage went down a lot. Pick a wall. You're not the best in three pointers, but. If you pick a Clay Thompson in this next round, like your field goal percentage just got boosted up by a guard and you made three and a half, three pointers a game, you're right back in that category. Like you can go anywhere you want. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of a decision that that you're going to have to make with this next pick is, is where do you want to go? Yeah. um, It's a little, I think it's a little tough for me, but there's a few names sticking out here in the average ranks here. So we are picking 32. You see uh, guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, Clint Capella, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, Marcus Gasol, Tobias Harris, Jamal Murray, Eric Bledsoe. Um, there's something a little intriguing, I think, about if possible, and this is might be um, I'm rounding up, which is probably not the right thing to do, but Kevin Love is 31.5 in ADP. We're picking 32. If Kevin Love is available here, you just got another center who's – not that great in blocks, but very good in rebounds. Who is going to hit threes? So you're boosting your threes, and you're basically almost saying, "You know what? Um, blocks. I'm not really terribly worried about you. I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to ignore you because we're not going to, for say, punt blocks, but we're going to ignore blocks from here on out. And you're basically solidifying your rebounds and, and bumping up your, um. Well, three pointers while getting good uh, free throw. Percentage. And here's the nice thing about the the Jokicness, as you mentioned it, right? He gives you so many assists that you could now like you're really good in assists, right? You have two of the top what ten guys in assists, maybe. Yeah, depending absolutely. On many, depending on how many Jokic you know gets this year and and where that ends up, so you could literally kind of go anywhere with this team, right? Like you mentioned, you're punting blocks, but maybe you decide to pivot back for another big man because 
you're pretty damn good in assists. Your weakest category, maybe one of them that, you know, if you pick a Kevin Love type might be kind of steals and blocks. Like you might be bad at those, but I mean, I think you could definitely make that up with a guy like maybe in the sixties or seventies, you pick a guy like Kyle Anderson. Well, then you're even real good in that category. And then maybe the only thing you're kind of thinking at is field goal percentage. Yeah. You could really build an incredibly well-rounded solid team. Uh, I really like the idea of going, I mean, I just like, there's no elite. So like, I'm not going to make my assists any better. I'm already really great at assists. There's assists later in the draft that I could just like throw on another, like five to seven uh, assist guy on top of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from, I think I'm going to stay away from guards here. uh, Like the Eric Bledsoe's or Jamal Jamal Murray might be interesting here in a little bit, but. And this is kind of the reason why you mentioned that you love to pick here. Like, I don't love to pick here because I don't love these names, man. Like, a lot of the guys I like to pick, the the Chris Middletons, those guys are going a little bit earlier in this round. And now we're kind of at a nebulous group where it's like, okay, like, I feel good about all these players. Like, their third-round picks, they're all going to be good. But it's like, it's not a name I'm, like, super fired up to get. And yeah. Looking at some of these names, like DeMarcus, uh, or excuse me, DeMar DeRozan going a little too high at 32. Uh, I don't like CJ McCollum at 30. I, th- I think you're right that there's some uh, not so great picks up here, but they're also, uh, I think there's some good um, value right below this. And I'm not, I, I'm willing to reach down. Right. That's what I do a lot. And, and that's my point is I think I like a lot of times here, I, I feel like I'm reaching down instead of maximizing that value completely. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like we talk about how close these players all are oh, yeah. all the time. So and, and and sometimes guys slip out of that uh, out of that second and third round, uh, and you can get a you can get a hot deal here. Um, I I want to go with Kevin Love. I think. The, oh, you can't get Kevin Love here now. Let's why, not. Why not? He's thirty one point five. He's the thirty second pick here. No, he is not. Yes, he is. He's thirty one point five. You round up. That's thirty two. Uh, but look how many – okay, so this is the Yahoo Top 50 where Mike and I are looking at here, and there's 2, 4, 6, 8, no, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. There's 19 players below him. So he's 31. All right, you're, if you're not going to give me Kevin Love – No, I'm not, not going to give it. me Kevin I'm Love. not giving it to you. No That's way. That's who I'd want to, to, to build my team around. But um, that makes me pivot to someone incredibly similar, and his name is Mark Gasol. Now you're really going to be punting your field goal here with Marcus Sol getting kind of knocked out. He does um, boost your blocks up a little bit. His rebounds are going to help you out. His, his three pointers are going to help you out from a big man stat. Uh, Marcus Sol is probably uh, I think a pretty good pick. Thirty two might be a little high for Marcus Sol, but I don't think that's too high for Marcus Sol. No, I'm fine with Marcus All kind of in that mid third round range. Even um, Marcus All is just really good, and and people can say what they want. He's ranked 27th on Mark's rankings this year. Um, he was like a top 35 player last year, even though he had a down year. Um, so yeah, I pick a Marcus All at 32 is not not a terrible pick. Yeah, I could see if you wanted to pile on the big men, which is feels like the direction I'm headed here. Um, well, Marcus Aldridge could be someone else you um, target here. And and nailing Marcus All right, we talk about Marcus All in in last year's being one of the better big men for assists. Like you have the two, you cornered the market on on center assists. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Like the all the all the assists from a center are are gone. So like my assists are, are, are 
were really, really, really good. I you're, assists, know, you're, you're the best team in the league in assists, unless someone picked like three point guards. Yeah, which at this point I don't think too many people probably have. So I, I, I like Marcus Hull here. Yeah, so and then you got to pick almost right away again here. I mean, obviously there's a few picks in between there, like six, but um, yeah. So, so you're kind of looking at a lot of these same names, right? And then maybe down a little bit further to like Eric Blitzow, Miles Turner, and Tatum, and Horford, and maybe Gary Harris. Um, yeah, we're, we're at well, 41 here. This is Miles Turner still available like that. It's uh, too many centers. Uh, if you wanted to get someone else, someone maybe slipped to you, maybe uh, a Clay Thompson slipped down to you or something like that. Maybe you go with a guard because you know, you know, Miles Turner is going to get you back, back to 41. But uh, I already got two centers. I got a point guard. So I'll probably be looking for that 2-3 type of player. Um, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and um, Eric Bledsoe kind of ring out here. Uh, pretty obvious. I think I'm going to go with my boy Gary Harris. He is an yeah, elite talk- steals, you know? We talk about this all the time. Like, if the if the question is which Denver backcourt guy do I want, um, Jamal Murray is getting picked first, but I think Gary Harris should be getting picked first. Um, I'm also very preferential to Eric Bledsoe here. Like, there's if I was choosing right, just me, it would be between Bledsoe and Gary Harris, and a lot of that would have to do with what I I thought I needed. And I think Gary Harris maybe is a little bit better fit for this team. Um, Bledsoe is probably going to score a little bit more, so. And the percentages aren't going to be quite as good. Um, so there's kind of a way to look at that. And, and you just kind of weigh those options. And, and Gary Harris seems like a great pick. Yeah, I think I want those uh, um, three-pointers because we are kind of hanging around in the uh, – we're, we're not completely punting three-pointers right now. We're kind of hanging around there. And if you want uh, – Eric Bledsoe, he's an elite steel guy. Gary Harris is an elite steel guy. So they're both very comparable. But I feel – confident enough with my um assist. Well, and that's what i mean the big help that eric bledsoe is going to give you in this range you've got the market pretty cornered on right his big category yeah. over gary harris is assists like we're talking like three more a game but you don't need those three assists because you got the two centers who are getting the most assists so i'm with you all the way on gary harris probably being the pick here yeah gary harris is a little bit efficient and we are punting a field goal so um you know we could Maybe look further down into uh, your Chris Dunn's or your uh, Gordon Hayward's, uh, your Ricky Rubio's to fill in that uh, that role. But I mean, it's hard for me to pass up a guy like Gary Harris. Uh, everybody knows our our love affair with Gary Harris here, so um, I I'm going to go with Gary Harris in the fourth round. All right, so you got two more picks left. Blow it now. Your Tyler. team's trending real strong. How do you how are, yeah, how are you feeling about the team right now? We I think um scoring wise, we are probably average. Uh rebounds, we are real good in. Um it feels like assists we're pretty solid in still. Uh, but we might want to uh boost those a little bit. Um steals, I think we're fine. Blocks we're not that great. We're not bad, but we're not good. Which direction should we go here? Should we just start get? Should we look for another big man, or should we go with a, a guard to solidify the the, the stats that we really need? Well, I, I'm preferential to a lot of guards in this next range, so I'm probably looking that way. But I mean, if 
So here's here's how I like to play this more than anything, right? We know what we're good at. We know what we're bad at. And I'm going to go for the the best available that combos that, okay? So to me, I think you stink at blocks. You probably need some a little bit more points. Right? You're probably trending a little bit down in that. That's so, fr- yeah, that's fair. So I don't think you want to go for a Jared Allen type, right? Or a Hassan Whiteside type or a Larry Nance type who's going to get you like 10 points unless you're going to punt that category. Yeah. And we we don't care about field goals right now, so we can go with like high volume shooters uh, around here. Uh, that would also probably boost up our uh, assists just a, a little bit. And it sounds like we're just going to start ignoring blocks more. Um, simply because we we have a lot of guys who are just mediocre at blocks. You're not going to be the worst at blocks, but you're also not going to win the league in blocks. So um, it, I was gonna, I'm going to start ignoring blocks now. I'm going to solidify my points. And I'm probably going to start solidifying my three-pointers. I, I still got some good three-point shooters here, but uh, if I can find another three-point shooter out there, I, I think I'm going to have to focus on that. All right, and that's that's a, a way to go. So um, I, I'm game. Let's. What number are we at here? Let's see here. Right, Fifty six. Fifty six. So we got guys like Robert Covington. We got Lou Williams, uh, Jared Allen, Nick Vucevic, Joe Ingles, Ricky Rubio, Dwight Howard. Mm, see, this, uh, there's a lot of guys in here who just aren't point guys. Right, and so that that and that's why I, I tried to get that out early. Right, is picking Jokic puts you behind immediately in points right and sure like you passed a couple guys in the second round because you went john wall and someone else picked Draymond green and someone else picked rudy gobert and someone else picked andre drummond so you might be past those teams with with your kind of 40 point average but then you went gasol who only got you 16 and you went with gary harris who only got you 17 that's true. Maybe uh, maybe Drummond was looking a little bit more sexy at seventeen than I originally thought. Right, and so you're you're down in these points category, and maybe you want to punt that. I mean, it, I don't think you're the worst team. Let's put it that way. But I don't think you're trending no. up in that category either. And so, I mean, so who's the best scorer in this range? Right, probably Nikola Vucevic. If you were going, um, if you were going Drummond in the second, you were hundred percent punting points, and so um, you know I think we can I think we can crawl back here on our on our points, and I think we can solidify the things that we are actually really really good at, which is um, currently rebounds, steals, and assists, while getting some other guys here. So. I like Vucevic. I like I like your and, uh, suggestion if, of Vucevic. And if you go for a a good steals guy, right, you're trending pretty well in that category as well, right? Like Jokic yeah. gets you one point two. You got an elite guy then in the second round, and then you got Gasol, who's only point eight. Like that's not great, but then Gary Harris was another elite guy. So if you go for one of these point guards who get you elite steals, right? Be that Chris Dunn, be that Ricky Rubio, be that Jeff Teague you're kind of trying to real well in that category too. So there's another thing to think about. And I, I would say Jeff Teague's probably available with your, your next pick, right? So you probably don't have yeah. to pick him here. And, and perhaps Nico Miritich hanging around here. Right. You got Chris Dunn. So you got a we lot got of options here. Lowry Marketing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm looking right at Lowry Marketing. Is he still available or are we going to count him out? Um, 
So he is the 52. He's the 51st player in ADP. His average after prediction is 52. Damn. Um, So I think he's probably gone. Uh, That hurts my heart. But he's also injured. So that number should be dropping, I would guess, relatively quickly. And so could he be available? That that's a that's a distinct possibility, right? He he has that sprained elbow, he's gonna miss six to eight weeks. So he's gonna miss the first month of the season at least. Yeah, he he definitely is uh, probably gonna trend down here as we approach the regular season. Um I do like your idea of another mediocre uh block center of Vucevic. And um, I'm also liking uh, Chris Dunn here, but I think I can get Chris Dunn at 65. Right, and and so that's that's my point. Is I I mean you got you kind of got the option, okay? So that we saw the shooting guard, small forward types kind of dry up a little bit, unless you're going to go for Joe Ingles. Yeah, right. Because even Covington's probably picked now. Covington might be available, but you got those two options, or you got Torian Prince or Will Barton if you're preferential to either one of those two men. And then you got Vucevic is kind of the big man that I would be looking at. And then you got the three-point guards that we talk about a lot. And, and you kind of got to make a decision on what two of those players you think you want. Maybe you want two-point guards out of those three. Maybe you want a big man. So it, it all just depends on which kind of way you want to take it. Um, well, I like targeting Young in, in the uh, – let's see, 34. We are two – we're in the fifth round. I like targeting Young in the – or Dunn in the sixth round. So I think I'm actually going to go with uh, take a, a swing here with a guy who saw some upside in the in the second half. His scoring was up to 18 in the in the last half, the last two months of the season. He's on a team where um, you know there's only going to be one trucker and he's going to be the other one. Uh, Tarion Prince feels like a really nice grab here. Uh, he's going to hit some threes. He's going to get you some steals, and he we don't care about our field goal percentage percentage so that we don't care that that's going to go down but he's going to give us some scoring and i'll say this we we don't really know what that team's going to look like right but he's maybe the number one option on that team yeah um right and unless unless you think trey young is going to be like you know i'm going to shoot 40 times a game and no one else is going to get the ball so, so that's one of them. In my opinion, that's one of the more nebulous teams, right? We don't really know anything that that they're going to do quite yet, right? And maybe you think John Collins is the number one scorer. I, I mean, I'm not going to go there. Um, I, I bet more on Torian Prince than John Collins. So there's an idea there. Um, it's not the pick I would make, but I like it. I like it. It's it's a different take. And uh, we talked about this in the Hawks preview. I would not be surprised at all if Torian Prince finishes the year as a top 50 player. So. Yeah, I think this is a this is a swing. It could be a swing and a miss. It could be a swing and a hit. And uh, at this point in the draft, I think it, I, I'm willing to take one of those one of those risks to get a guy who's good across the board who helps me out in basically the stuff I want, but uh, doesn't help me out in field goal because I don't I don't care about field goal. And his blocks are like whatever. We're ignoring blocks, so it doesn't it doesn't terribly matter. Is there anyone in particular you would be targeting here, Tyler? Um. So if it's my pick, I am probably going to take a point guard. I just – I feel like the point guards – I feel like after this range, the point guards aren't very sexy, right? So I, I like to always have at least two point guards. Um, so I, I'm probably going to go with Jeff Teague. I just feel like he's probably the best that group, especially if Jimmy Butler's gone. 
Um, yeah, and then, NFT is underrated for sure this year. And then in the next round, right, I'm going to pivot back. Um, here's another interesting guy that that I'll say about it, it could be Luka Doncic, right? He kind of fits your build. Because if we think Doncic is going to stink in any categories, it's going to be field goal percentage and blocks. Right? I think Doncic is going to get you over a steely game. I think it's going to be real good points, real good assists, real good rebounds. So there's another kind of interesting Ooh. name. He's going to shoot some three-pointers. That is an interesting name. Uh, maybe Doncic at fifty six instead of Terry and Prince. I think that's a pretty good. It's a pretty good thought. And so you said take a swing, right? If I'm taking a swing, I, that's, I've that's seen your, I've, that's your I, swing. I've seen Torian and Prince. Okay, and Torian and Prince is fine. He's great, but he he's not going to be a top thirty player, right? We can agree on that. Doncic. Doncic has some upside that Torian Prince doesn't have. I guess is my point. But that's what that's that's the sentence I'm going to go with. Right? I'm not gonna, what you've convinced me. Like you, you had me at hello. Look at, <laughs> at Doncic, baby. Like uh, why didn't I? Why didn't I think of this? He's good at rebounding. He's good at he's he's good at assists. Uh, he's going to fit all the things that we need. He could be fairly good at scoring. Um, he basically fits our entire build. Yeah. So I mean, there's an idea, right? So I'm just a man of ideas. I'm not saying that's who you should pick. Um, that's a shot. It's a right. You can go with someone safer. There's a lot of safer guys in this range. Dodge is a risk. Sure. Yeah, but if that well, home run hits, when you are picking at the turn at the end of the eight, nine, ten, eleven, you aren't getting one of those top guys. You aren't getting a guy who's basically worth two of the fourth round guys. You know, like AD or Harden. So you do need to take a little bit of a swing in order to gain the value that you've lost by not having a top pick. And uh, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but uh, Luka Doncic is actually at the perfect swing here to fit with uh, our really strong assists um, build with Jokic, Wall, and Gasol. Our rebounds are going to be good. He's going to have good rebounds as well. Um, Our threes are all fairly solid. Our steals are looking fairly good. And I'm actually thinking in the sixth round with picks number 65, doubling down on all of that stuff by going with Chris Dunn, guy who doesn't shoot that well, but is going to give you assists, is going to give you elite steals, is a pretty decent rebounder and an okay scorer as well. So maybe we aren't tearing up the world in, in, in points here, but we're ignoring blocks and we're ignoring field goal and we're, we're building an incredibly strong steals assist rebound team which is kind of a weird look yeah so and this is a team where you're trending more to the you're probably gonna lose three or four categories every week but if you win five four or six three every single week make the playoffs and when you get to the playoffs a really hard team to beat because no one can beat you in rebounds no one can beat you in assists no one can beat you in steals you know what i mean like you're you're getting enough categories there where you're relatively strong right and you're, you're a pretty good free throw team um i yeah, like it and you, and you still have those later rounds to go okay my three-pointers are looking all right let's go hard at three-pointers so uh you know maybe you start targeting uh super late the demari carols of the world maybe you look at uh guys i don't know like zach levine or 
Rondé Hollis Jefferson or JJ Redick. You can find some of those three. So if you wanted to go in that direction, go find those threes. Or if you really wanted points, maybe you go after Jabari Parker um, or once again, Zach Levine. Uh, Harrison Barnes is down there. So if you wanted to still build up those kind of weaker, the points and the three pointers, which you need to be better in, you can still build those up as the, as the draft went on. Yeah. And I mean, you could also maybe start thinking again about blocks. Like you're not that bad in blocks, especially if you've got John wall, right? John wall is one of the better blocking point guards. You know, you could maybe build that category up a little bit too, by looking at, Winning that category on the margins, I'll say. Um, Donchus might get you like 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5. Um, you're, you're not terrible in that category. No, not I'm at not, all. I'm not writing that category completely off. I mean, obviously, you pick Gary Harris, who's not good in that category, but you got yes. Marcus Saul's 1.4. Like, you're okay. You're okay in that category. I'm okay you're not the absolute blocks. worst team. Because and, Chris Dunn's going to give you 0. 0.72, right? So, like, if you would have picked one of the two guys that I prefer, of Ricky Rubio or Jeff Teague, I'd say you're total punt in that. Like, you're, you're and, total bad. But Yeah, and that actually might make the difference between those guys who pick Steph Curry and those kind of like, oh, I'm, well, I'm going to punt blocks now. I picked Steph Curry or James Harden. And that might make the difference of just having those extra 0. 0.5 here, 0. 0.5 there that allows you to win that, that fifth category. Right, and so maybe – in your next pick, right, or your later picks. And this this is the type of build where I think a guy like Kyle Anderson gets pretty sexy because he's yeah. going to he's gonna pile on more points, but he's also going to give you pretty close to a block a game. He's going to give you some more assists. He's going to give you some more rebounds. And, you know, he might not be a great free throw shooter, and he, he's not going to give you the threes that you maybe need. But, you know what I mean? Like that, that block there is sort of pushing you back toward the top and – there's some other guys in there, maybe like a James Johnson type or like late on in the draft that you could buy where you just buy yourself a block or two and you push yourself up a little higher and a little higher and a little higher. Yeah, I think uh, with your eighth round, you're kind of wide open. You could go the Harrison Bards, D'Angelo Russell route. You could even go Buddy Heald. If you think he's going to – if you get Buddy Heald in the eighth, you know, that would be a great pick to go with um, kind of a scorer type. Jabari Parker still available on the seventh. Go buddy healed, get those three pointers up, get that scoring up, and you can build those 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 back up. Um I think you can still go in a lot of different directions here. So you can really you you've got a strong base and you can fully punt one of the things that you're averaging, but you're still you're elite enough to compete. And you can still build you can still basically, you know, win your league by drafting really well in the in the later rounds. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot, right? Like there's a big bucket there. You just got to find the ones that fit your build the best. And, you know, you. here's the thing I'll say about hard punting, okay? The strategy works in head-to-head leagues, right? You can take a bunch of guys and be the absolute worst person in that category, right? If I take Drummond and Dwight Howard, I'm going to be the absolute worst person in free throw percentage. But then I got to know I'm never going to win that in a week, ever. Right. Whereas if I do a a different little strategy, like I was mentioning with the blocks here, right. Where I just kind of get a few on the margins toward the end. Maybe I beat three teams in blocks. Well, that, you know, maybe those are three of the better teams. Those are the three teams I'm going to play in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe they're not, but if I can maybe sneak that category over them in a playoff matchup, that might be the one category that sways the thing. 
And also, it's a long season, Tyler. You're not gonna you don't win your playoffs. I'm real I'm real tired of that question. Um oh, you know, who should I be uh, drafting because this guy doesn't have a really good very very good playoff schedule. What are you drafting for your playoffs for? It is October right now. Like you are not in your playoffs. I don't know if you're going to make your playoffs. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. That's all determined as you get closer to obviously playing the, the games and then getting closer to the playoffs. And then well, also and guys like KD and Curry are worth two times the amount of guys. So you're like, oh, I'm going to avoid those guys because they're bad playoff schedule, dude. Who cares? Well, and it's also the the big risk of selling out for one or two players to try to win a category. Like, you know, maybe you pick – the two best assist guys right this year, and maybe they're James Harden and LeBron, maybe they're James Harden and Chris Paul, whatever. Like you get those two guys, right? And you, and this happens more in auction drafts, right? You kind of sell out for like two guys to keep you in a category. What if one of those two guys gets hurt? Yeah. And now like, you're just mediocre, right? At those categories. And so building your strengths is sometimes a smart thing to do in the sense that it, it takes some of that risk away of, right? Like if I'm counting on this guy to be my home run hitter in this category and then he goes down. Uh, and that's why blocks are an interesting category this year in the sense that we keep seeing blocks kind of go down, right? Like no one's getting a whole massive amount of blocks. And so hard punting that category is is not something I'm going to be doing maybe at all this year. And the theory behind that is, you know, if, if someone picked Anthony Davis, right, to anchor their blocks and that's the only guy they got and they've got all guys that are like 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 after that and Anthony Davis gets hurt, uh, let's not let's hope that doesn't happen. That guy's going to be real bad in blocks and that's a guy I can pass pretty easy. Yeah, and I, I th- this build allows you to compete in blocks. I, I kind of like that about this uh, build. And a lot of people, you know, they go when they hard punt, it makes – other guys more valuable that's obviously that's certain that's that's very obvious that's the whole point of a punt build but it also makes guys that might be valuable completely worthless on your team if you just keep piling on the the rebounds and the and the blocks well like and you, you cannot make a trade for a guy who uh might be good at, might be a good value that you could get but like he just doesn't have he just might not help your team. Or if you're hard punting, like, okay, well, I don't really need the assist. So every single point guard in the league is is no longer in, – I'm not interested in those people. So that's just less people to trade with. Well, and here's the other thing too, right? And this is the thing that, that blows my mind about some people. They'll say, I'm punting assists going into my draft. Okay, that's a strategy. But what if Mike and I are both punting assists? And some other dude. Right. And then, yeah, and that's what I'm going to say. And then some other guy decides, oh, well, I'm going to punt assist. So then all the point guards are falling five, 10, 15 spots too low. Like, that doesn't seem like a good strategy. And that's why, for me, I'm never going to go into a draft with a set. I am 100% going to punt this category. Yeah. You really do have to react with what, what guys actually fall to you and what other people are doing. And it's, you can get pretty obvious out there. The guy who picked uh, Andre Drummond in the second round is punting free throws. Pretty obvious. But, and, and here's the thing I will say about when I picked Drummond. 
Um, and this is is why we mentioned this in the Anthony Davis one. Like I'm a, I'm cool with going Anthony Davis and Drummond because I feel like if I go Anthony Davis and Drummond, I might not be absolutely last in that category. I might be beating one or two guys, and one one or two guys. I want to beat. I want to beat one or two guys in every category. I don't want to be absolute last. Well, that is one of those rare occurrences, and similar to the build we did with AD, uh, getting another blocks rebounds guy. Like once you're so solidified in that. You can go the in the completely other direction and with your third, fourth, fifth round picks, and that you're getting really, really quality guys to build up the rest of that team. Right, and you don't have to worry about the blocks rebounds. But that's it, I think, for Jokic. We went with the eighth overall pick. We got Jokic, which I think is a very good uh, place to take him. Tyler wants to take him a little bit later. That's neither here nor there. And uh, with 17, we went with, with Wall, a good rebounding, high assists. A good scorer, so we could get that scoring back, and also those uh, steals are up. Marcus Sol, another no block center who's going to get our rebounds and threes, uh, pushing our points up a little bit further as well. And then when uh, we went with uh, Gary Harris in the fourth round at pick forty one, uh, Gary Harris, uh, elite steals guy, kind of across the board type player, kind of fits all of the categories that we are looking at. At this point, we're pretty much getting rid of blocks. We're mediocre at uh, points. Our uh, our assists need to be a little bit better. And uh, Tyler, with the brilliant pick of Luka Doncic, uh, another guy who's going to be a rebounds, assists, uh, kind of a hitting threes, scoring, getting some steals, just building everything up. Bad a field goal at this point, but that doesn't matter too awful much. We went with Chris Dunn at sixty five, uh, and that solidified our assists and steals as fairly elite along with our rebounds and assists, which uh, I think I already said assists, but along with our rebounds, we still have some pretty good threes. So we still need to build our points and threes up at some point, And there's still a ton of guys left after that, where you could build those points and threes. So pretty, pretty good team, pretty kind of interesting. I think Jokic is a very versatile player. You can really go in a lot of different ways you know, this isn't the end-all, be-all punt strategy, but if I got drafted this team, I'd be pretty happy about it. Yeah, and that's the thing about Jokic is there's just a ton of ways to go with him, and then I think we kind of talked about that with both the first two guys. Is right, If you get Westbrook, you pretty much boxed yourself in a little bit. To, you're going to be kind of good in these categories and like really good in these categories and not so good in these categories. Like He, he actively hurts you in some categories, um, whereas Jokic, you kind of take it anywhere. That's right. Those are the, and you know those are the type of guys I like, Tyler. Uh, I think that is it for who do I draft the Jokic edition. Check us out um, on Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. Uh, we got exclusive content out there. We have uh, podcasts, listener leagues, um, rankings, all sorts of stuff on Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. And also, if you like what we're doing, leave us feedback. Send us a tweet. Tyler, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Uh, we're taking your questions. We're taking your suggestions for uh, podcasts leading into the season. We want to give you what you want need to hear before you do your draft, before the season starts. And we'll be sticking with you throughout the entire season. There's a lot more of these to go. So, Tyler, uh, we will be – Talk to you later, man. All right, man. Have a good one.